This is the old trailblazer coming out at this time with another message from God's Word. And this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendorvis. I'm glad to be with you folks. I didn't mention lately about our internet radio. You go there to our website, radiomissions.org, and look up our website, our Radio Missions Radio. 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the gospel messages. We have uh, messages there by the late Pastor Shelton, mess- classic messages by him, classic messages that were preached many years ago, some of them, in the tabernacle there in New Orleans. And then we have uh, choir songs, and then we'll have our choir songs, and we have other choir, great songs. And then uh, other some of the brethren here that helped me, we bring messages by them intermittent and you can look there on our website it give you a schedule you can look every couple of hours we have a classic message and if you're interested in it if you have needs to help call me and i'll be glad to help you with it but this is the old trailblazer broadcast we bring you this study on on the soon coming the soon coming of uh the antichrist oh my friend i know people get scared when you talk about the antichrist and people I'm afraid, and then they tell me, oh, I can't read Revelation. I don't read Revelation. That's so terrible. But my friend, it's God's Word. Every word in the Bible, our King James Version of the Bible, is God's Word. Don't let it scare you, my friend. It's there for our, it's there for our learning. But we're looking today, we begin another section of our study. We're looking at the Antichrist and his credentials. We just barely touched on it yesterday a little bit, but let's just go back and start over. In the last study, we gave you what the Bible says about the power of Satan. And we saw that when the Antichrist comes on the scene, according to Revelation 13:2, Satan will give the Antichrist his power, his throne, his great authority. So the Antichrist will get his power and his credentials from his father, Satan. You say, Pastor, Satan is the Antichrist's father? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'll give you a scripture and verse later if you ask me. I have learned one thing, and that is that Satan does not like to be exposed to his power, as to his power. Let's keep in mind another thing. Satan is supernatural, but he's not omnipotent, no, like the Lord is. Only Jehovah God is omnipotent. You don't know what that word means? Go look it up. I won't tell you, but you go look it up in your dictionary. Man is no match for Satan And born-again believers can overcome Satan only by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of their testimony, according to Revelations 12, 11. The Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. I try to tell my folks that here. They have trouble. They call me, write me, or come by and see me in the office. And they say, Trailblazer, I'm having all kind of trouble with Satan haranguing me. I read this verse of Scripture to him. It says, in James 4, 7, 4, 7, folks, the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now, if you cooperate with him, if you cooperate with him, that's not resisting, man. A born-again believer can only resist the devil by the power of Christ or in the power of Christ through the shed blood. You claim the blood, my friend. Our safety, our security, our power against Satan lies in the blood of the Lamb the Son of God. We sung a little bit of that song in our last study. There's power in the blood, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We sing that song often here in our auditorium. Now listen, listen. In 1 John 4.44, we saw the Holy Spirit. uh, Listen, let me go back. I made a mistake there. You may call me crazy or anything you want to, but I know, I know that I'm preaching you the truth. 
God's Word. And I'm exposing Satan himself. That's the reason he's causing me twisting of the tongue and all of those things here. Headache. You know Satan can give you a headache. That's the reason he's so bad, so mad. Now, my friend, you can call me crazy. You can call me beside myself. Or you can say anything in this world you want to. I'm not sticking my neck out. I know what I'm talking about. I do, my friend. And I know that I'm battling the forces of Satan. Oh, my friend, one-third of the unholy angels were cast out of heaven. And those angels are here, there, and yon doing everything they can to wreck the gospel message that goes out. You don't believe that, my friend? Ever since the dawn of early history, Satan has worked through false religion, imitating, integrated by him, listen, instituted by himself, and has demonstrated his power in one, one way, especially healing. Every false religion under the sun has tried to prove itself as a true religion by presenting the credentials of healing. Take the old heathen, old pagan religion. They have always put the emphasis on the power of healing and as credentials that they were right and came from God. Any religion, any religion today that puts the emphasis on healing is of Satan. Now, I know that's a dogmatic statement. Folks excuse, me, folks, excuse me of being dogmatic. Well, did you know the Bible is dogmatic? You say, how so, Pastor? The soul that sinneth, it shall die. After that, the judgment. All of those, that's dogmatic statements, my friend. They can't be refuted. No, they, they just can't think that you can't dis- deny them. The only thing I ask you to do is to do your own research, a little studying, for you said, brother, it won't hurt your brain cell to do a little research. And you will find all down through the history that they have put the emphasis on sacred relics. Right. Sacred relics. So forth. Saying that if you have them in your home or wear them around your neck, they'll be a blessing to you. Or if you would have sacred clothes blessed by the minister, or the priest, or the pope of your religion, they would have healing qualities about them. We find all of that revived in these closing days before our Lord comes back to earth for his pick us up. My friend, are you, are you aware that the Lord's coming back? I, I know we're living in a day when our folks are ignorant of God's word, just like they are uh, in our schools today. They're not teaching. Well, years and years ago when I was in school, they let us have prayer in school. Bow your head, the teacher would say, and have a prayer, even if it was just the Lord's Prayer. Or we had Bible stories, but now you can't. No, not now. Not no more. You can't do that. But they can cuss. Boys, teenage boys can curse in the classroom back there, use ugly words. The teacher don't say anything about them because you know how boys are, they say. <clears throat> now, once, once in a while I've received letters from the headquarters of the church and uh, and they say, Listen, let me go back and start over again. And uh, in that letter was a little metal plaque on which was the Lord's Prayer. I looked at it and said to myself, I wonder if they're sending this out. I wonder why they're sending out. They must have sent out thousands and thousands. 25,000 letters went out. Oh, that little metal plaque. On that metal plaque was the Lord's Prayer. Now, that was sent out by Baptist headquarters many, many, many years ago. I read the letter. It always like I, I like to get letters. And I'm not against 
uh, broadcast that's getting out the truth. Down at the bottom of that letter was this note. If you carry this little metal plaque in your purse or put it in your key ring, it will be a blessing to you. What are we coming to, my friend? What are we coming to? This is a Baptist church, a Baptist organization. That's true. Now, we've gone to seed on a lot of things. I told you in our last study that I saw this man who's a great, so-called great evangelist, his father was, and he's on a radio or on a TV raising money for a different thing. He got through with his little presentation. He said, now, are you saved? Pray this prayer with me. Lord, I'm sorry I saved. Lord, I'm sorry I saved. You said that? You saved. He said, now, write me, and I'll send you some helpful literature. Oh, my friend, listen, that's what we're coming to. I never in my life saw us drift so far away. That's heathenism to the core, paganism to the core, to think to carry a little metal plaque with the Lord's Prayer on it in your purse or your pocketbook or your key ring or around your neck will be a blessing. And there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that do that thing, maybe a little cross. God help us in these hours. This is paganism to the core, my brother, and I'm willing to stake my eternal destiny on it. I know there in New Orleans, I'd sit there in my office, and the tabernacle was across the street. And uh, the, where we worshiped the tabernacle, they knew it was a church. And I've seen dozens and dozens of folks come by there during the day, and they stop and look up at the sign, and they, they do this sign, what they call the sign of the cross. Now, my friend, those, those people think that is salvation. Let me say again, I don't care who you are or where you come from or what you claim to be. If you're putting the major emphasis on anything besides the substitutionary death of Christ, oh, my friend, the substitutionary work of the Lord Jesus Christ, there on the cross, you're not led by the Holy Spirit but by Satan. That's true whether you believe it or not. Brother, we need some straight preaching along that line, don't we? Where will you go to hear it, my friend? Oh, listen, we here, we've been here 80 years bringing the gospel. Our, our, one of our messages, one of our broadcasts is called the voice of truth because we send out the truth. You say, what is the truth? Man is a sinner. The Bible says there's none, none righteous, no, not one. Have you ever read Romans, the first three chapters of Romans? It's written by Paul the Apostle. We know that. The Apostle Paul, everybody is high on the Apostle Paul. Oh, the Apostle Paul. But you read the first three chapters of Romans. He says there's none righteous, no, not one. That's a dogmatic statement, my friend. Brother, we need some straight preaching along this line to rescue our people from paganism. We need the Holy Spirit to come in our midst, walk the aisles of our churches, and and. and Touch hearts, my friend. Touch hearts. Our churches are becoming paganized to the nth degree because Christ is being relegated out of our churches and, and everything else is being substituted. Now, you listen. Don't turn that dial. It may blow up in your face, the old trailblazer used to say. I'm throwing everything that I have in your path to keep you from going to hell thinking about your soul welfare. Would you do that, my friend? Would you pause a moment when we go off the air and say, let me think about my, where am I going to spend eternity? Do you ever think about hell's fire, my friend? Oh, go read the story there of Sodom and Gomorrah. It said hell fire and brimstone 
destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, brethren, if you think that's tough, you just hold on. There is other things coming. Let me read. Let me turn in our text again, 2 Corinthians 2, 8. Then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and sign, listen, and lying wonders with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of, of the truth that they might be saved. And we'll get that, pick that up in our next study, my friend. Oh, my friend, my friend, would you turn to the Lord? You say, Pastor, how can I be saved? Take the blame. You ask me, and what is repentance? Taking the blame. The scripture says, unless you repent. Unless you repent, you likewise perish. But you ask me, Pastor, what is repentance? And I tell you, it's taking the blame. Have you ever taken the blame? Nobody takes the blame anymore, do they? For anything, you don't do it. I know kids getting a squabble, and it's his, his fault, not mine. Uh, not my fault. And I see that so much, my friend. But the old trailblazer is going to be true to you. These, these messages stir my heart as well as I hope they stir yours, that the Antichrist is coming on the scene with great and wondrous power, deceiving all whom he wishes to deceive, and sending them in actuality, consigning them to hell. Oh, my friends, the scripture says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But error doesn't make you free, and Satan only brings you error, my friend. Let me, let me remind you, we'll be back tomorrow in another study from God's Word. And remember my mailing address. If you would, write me. Hit me with the broadcast if you possibly can. No, we never get on here and beg for money. We don't do that thing. The Lord is faithful, been faithful for many, many years. But also, if you would, call me. My, my phone number is area code 225-664-8658. And my email address, address pastor at radiomission.org. I love to get your emails or your letters, my friend.